Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I want to introduce a perspective or a topic that will give you different insight from the other side of things. So imagine someone gives you a Ferrari. He gives you a Ferrari, and you take this Ferrari, and you put gas in it, and the guy that gave you the Ferrari is, like, standing right in front of you. And you press the you press the, the gas, so now the, the, the engine is receiving fuel from the gas and it's getting all turbocharged and powered up and you decide to drive the car right into the person so the person that gave you a a gift you use the gift and all of the gifts capabilities in order to hurt that person back that is Hashem Hashem gives us our lives he gives us everything since the since the day we were born Hashem even gives us food in our mother's belly the real beginning of life when we're an embryo. Hashem gives us everything from the moment that we step into this universe, from the moment that you're as small as an embryo until you're a large adult. I think the Tanya says in Hasidus, quote me if correct me if I'm wrong, but if you want to measure if you want if you want to measure how much Hashem loves you, take an 80-year-old man who never had kids his whole life and finally had a son. But it's his only son and times that by thousands of thousands like no there's no way to measure on a scale how much Hashem loves you Hashem is a God that is constantly caring and looking out for you and wanting the best for you and I'm not just trying to say this you know to sound like a broken tape recorder because everyone hears that Hashem loves you everyone you know, has heard this idea before, but for some reason we're not we're not taking it in. So it deserves more acknowledgement, and it de- deserves. It's a topic that deserves more devoting of time to. Hashem loves you when you make mistakes. Hashem allows your heart to beat, and for the oxygen to travel throughout your body and to make an action, even though that same heart has intentions that go completely against what Hashem wants, and it actually hurts Hashem. You know, it's like they say, what if a couple was together and and the husband, he cheats on the wife. And the wife says, I'm sorry, I forgive you. And he goes and does it again. And she, the, the wife loves him so much that she keeps forgiving him. What would you say about the husband? Would you say that the husband loves the wife and he just has a problem with himself? He's sick, he can't stop cheating? answer is no the answer is the husband hates the wife because he's keeping her trapped in the marriage he's keeping her there something that i learned recently that really changed my perspective on certain things is that love and hate is completely outside of yourself you can hate unconditional and you can love unconditional it's completely outside of you what you're doing to this person without even realizing it is just a clear demonstration of your expression to them so if you love someone, you'll naturally just like them. You'll naturally want to do for them, etc., etc. Someone that loves his wife wouldn't cheat on her. And if you hate someone, God forbid, you'll just want to you'll just want to like not be near them or hit them or whatever it may be. You just don't like this person at all. And you're not going to want anything to do with them. So, I think the fact that we as people aren't constantly running around with smiles on our faces 
um, demonstrating happiness, demonstrating love, practicing love, it's a clear demonstration to us, myself included, that we don't really understand how much Hashem loves us. Because the same way that I can look at my best friend Oren when he walks in the room and get happy, or to look at a family member and to get happy, or my sister, or, or someone and just get nachat from just seeing them and, and to get really happy and excited, you know, that's the same way that, that I and we should feel on a, on a 24-hour basis. <coughs> when you live your life navigating throughout this difficult world that's full of struggle and you know that Hashem is with you and you know that and you also know how much He loves you and you, and you also know that if it could be better it would be and if it could be worse it would be and to understand really deeply who is a rich person someone that's happy with what he has not just happy with what he has but happy with what Hashem gave him and to understand that Hashem if Hashem wanted to give him something better it would be better and if worse it would be worse all, all you can do now is just stop for a second, take a pause on this rat race of a, of a chase and to say, wow, Hashem loves me so much. Hashem does so much good for me. Hashem, like just take a second to try and appreciate your life and to ask yourself, do you deserve it? I did this last night with the rabbi in Shur and we went back and back and we were going head to head and he, he proved this point very strong. There's two perspectives. The first perspective is that why, why, why do you deserve to be alive? You know, if you go back to your, to your, the day you were born. So I said, Gilgul, okay, past reincarnation, I need to come back to fix. But okay, so, okay, use the Gilgul all the way back to Har Sinai. Why would, why do you deserve to be alive? Because I said, that was my answer, trying to be a wise guy. Okay, all the way back, 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 back. Adam Arishon, let's say you were like, why, why do you, why do you, why do you deserve to ever start? Bichlau. And Gilgulim is not so simple because there's different sparks of every neshama, whatever, let's not get into it. But the fact that you were chosen to be born, be born a Jew, be born, be born part of a chosen nation, and to some of us be born into good families, you know, and to, and to be born with a bed to sleep on and food to eat and, and credit cards and cars and good credit scores and filled bank accounts. And just, it's like, and even if you don't have these things, you can easily go work and make money and you even have the ability to live in a modern day and age where there's shefa, there's, there's a surplus of, of materialism everywhere. How, how easy is it to become well, uh, uh, affluent in this generation? How easy is it to make money and to follow the ways of the Torah and to access Torah? And forget Torah, you can access anything. Not forget Torah, chas v'shalom, but... We have so much to be thankful for. The fact that we're breathing every second and Hashem knows that we're some, we sometimes have bad in our hearts and we sometimes don't always follow His way. It's, it's, it's an insane thing. And when you think about it, what's the purpose of life? You know, it's like, it's like if, you, if you go to a five, if you go to a, if, if you, if you go to a five-year-old and you ask him, what does he think about your life choices, right? Then, it wouldn't really be a great example because this five-year-old hasn't seen life and whatever he would tell you wouldn't exactly be a good uh, a guesstimate of what it would be. But if you go to a big rabbi or someone who's knowledgeable, a mentor, and you ask them in the double your age and you ask them what they think about your life choices, they're going to be able to go back and to say because they're older than you, they're smarter than you, they're going to be able to, to look at you and to say, 
I think you should do this differently. And you should do that differently. But let's say right now there's a board meeting with the, the, the top richest people in the world. And I, Jonathan Benjamin, I walk in there screaming, excuse me, everyone. I want you all to know that everything that you're saying is wrong. They're going to look at me like I'm crazy. And that's exactly how we look when we go to Hashem and we say, Hashem, why am I not married yet? Hashem, why am I not making money yet? Hashem, why is this not happening for me in my life? And why is this person sick? And you try and tell the creator of the world how to do his job. It's like, it's like coming into such a diverse and complex calculation of everything and trying to understand God. That's what it is. And it's, it's very, very, in a way, naive and foolish. God is, is beyond, he's beyond limit powerful. He's beyond limit smart, beyond our comprehension of understanding. He's, he's, he's all of it. And he knows exactly what he's doing. And that's exactly where Emunah and Bitachon come in because you have to be able to understand his power, understand his greatness, and then to be able to trust him because he's also powerful. If he wasn't a good, if he wasn't a good God to, to trust or to be able to understand, then he wouldn't be a good God to trust. Meaning, in order for a person to say, I trust Hashem with my life, you have to first know how powerful Hashem is. Is Hashem more powerful than your parents? Is Hashem more powerful than a rich person? Is Hashem more powerful than the President of the United States? Like, not everyone can just be the President of the United States. You know, for for 20-year-olds to, to say, why did, why did Trump, uh, you know, take the soldiers in or out of Iran, whatever, like, it, it looks foolish. Donald Trump, like him or not, he's qualified to be the President. The president has to be a smart person. If I go and try to get tally votes to become the president, I'll get 10,000 max, maybe 20. Like, this guy is getting 84 million votes worldwide. Like, obviously, these people have something that makes them who they are, and they're obviously qualified in one way or another. Yes, if I went and studied and learned, maybe I could be the president 100%, but for a 23-year-old to come into a world leader's operation who is like four times his age, it just looks foolish. It doesn't look intelligent. And it's and, and that's the president of the world of, of the United States, the most powerful country in the world. It looks far from any sort of intelligence to, to, to run into someone's operation. Now a person wants to come into God's cheshbonot, God's uh, calculations and tell him, God, why am I not married yet? Why is this not? The, the, real, the realization is, is that the most powerful tool that you have is your heart because your heart's brings the passion that brings the love it brings the it brings everything the purpose of creation is when you become a baal teshuva when you really when you live your life some people it can take 20 years 40 60 some people it can take a long time some people may never ever get the chance but when you finally come to a conclusion in your life that Hashem, Hashem's way of maneuvering the world and the Torah is the best and it all is good and it's all from love and you align your heart with your mind and you make a decision to really follow the way of Hashem. You know, they say it's extremist to be religious. If, if, if it's extremist to be part of Hashem's beautiful religion, then count me in. You know, if, if it's extremist to not kill or to not murder or to not steal um, or to not, you know, God forbid, 
all these horrible things and you know wouldn't you want to be a part of that why is it extremist it's called having yourself a set boundary this is the religion that we're a part of and it's beautiful to be a part of it it's not extremism if you just let if you just let things be a free-for-all then people will do whatever they want people will not have any sort of a boundary you can't be spiritual but also go to clubs you can't be you know you can't be davuk l'ashem but then go and have a mixed wedding it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense it takes away from your relationship with Hashem and it hurts you in the long run a person cannot comfortably do both it just doesn't add up it doesn't it's not a it's one thing to be struggling and to be doing your best with your own circumstance and your own package yes 100% one thing that I can promise you and I've seen in my own life is that if a person really makes that decision and is stubborn in his beliefs he's not gonna he's gonna stay strong with certain things he will guard his eyes he will keep he will avoid mixed places he will stay away from drugs, alcohol, like all, all these horrible things that people are falling into in this generation. A person, if he really understands the beauty of his religion and the beauty of, of his caretaker, which is like Kadosh Baruch Hu and how Hashem is doing everything for him perfectly, go go open up Sha'a Bitachon, I think in the, in the first or second chapter, and go learn a little bit how, how powerful Hashem is. It, it, it shows you from an alchemist 10 different ways of how you can know that you can trust Hashem. 10... It breaks it down better than I'll be able to. Or go up in Sharbi Tachon and read a little bit how really powerful Hashem is. You're going to have no question in 10 minutes that you could trust Hashem with everything in your life. And when you know that Hashem is doing everything for the best and Hashem wants to give it to you, we're just the ones that are blocking it off, you're going to want to change your actions. What if I told you right now that Hashem wants to give you a soulmate right now this second? Right now. He just wants you to let go of the unhealthy girl or boyfriend or the unhealthy relationship. He just wants you to let it go and to be past it and to move on in your life because he can't give it to you while you're with something else. You know, I don't know if I believe in the law of attraction, but it definitely is a thing. Nobody wants to date a depressed guy and nobody wants to date a guy that's fooling around. It's just this energy thing. You know, you just, you just, don't, you just don't get attracted to it. But when you finally meet someone that's like working on himself and really is doing the right thing behind closed doors it's like a breath of fresh air need, need I remind you that Hashem that Hashem is the one that gives you the soulmate Hashem sees you behind closed doors just like he sees you in public when you're trying to appease the eyes of people and not trying to appease the eyes of Hashem Hashem sees you all the time you want to make more money, Hashem wants to give it to you. But how can He give it to you when He knows that you're going to waste it on, on fancy cars and clubs and girls and etc.? Show Him that you're a responsible keli to receive. Stop making holes in your cup. Hashem wants to give you all the brachot in the world. You just need to really align your heart. There, there's many purposes in life. The, the main one, I think, would be the Mislat Yisharim. It says, to obviously receive a olam haba. But a bigger purpose is the day that a person makes a decision with his heart. It take, it's one split second of a moment, but that could really change your life. The Ariza says one moment of suffering, one, not sorry, one moment of tears focused on the past suffering can truly, truly mechaper all the avonot. And that could really change your whole life in one second, one second. All it takes is one moment of realization of how far you are 
and how close you want to be. And I think the Ariza also mentions that you should ask Hashem in the Bodedu prayer to cry. Not to force yourself to cry because you don't understand what it means. No. To cry tears. To ask Hashem to cry tears of happiness. Hashem, I don't want to cry any more tears of suffering. I want to cry tears of happiness. Tears of happiness by my wedding one day, under my chuppah, Be'ezrat Hashem, with the right girl. Tears of happiness when my first child is born. Tears of happiness when my kids get married. Tears of happiness when I continue to help people, like etc., etc. Real, real, real tears of happiness by moments of joy and by moments of, of serenity and peace. That's what a person needs to ask for Hashem. To align his heart with the will of Hashem. Because when, you, when, when your heart's in the game, when your heart is a part of it, it's a joy, it's an enjoyment that you cannot fathom. When your heart is in it, there's no more fighting the Yitzhara. I'm telling you, like, there's no more. There is, obviously, but to a certain extent, it's like, no, you want to be in this lifestyle. You want to be an Eved Hashem. You're, you're, when your heart's in the game, nothing can touch it. Because it's like, it's like your heart being loyal to Hashem the same way your heart will be loyal to your wife. When you love Hashem, which is the highest level of, of the relationship, nothing can touch it. It's like, no, I don't want to go to the club because I don't want to hurt Hashem. I'm loyal to Him. No, I don't want to smoke or I don't want to because Hashem's not going to be happy with me if I do that. I don't want to speak Lashon HaRa. Hashem's not going to be happy with that. I don't want to do this, do that. Hashem, no, it's, 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 it's Hashem that I'm hurting. Forget me, forget my... No, Hashem, Hashem, one second. Hashem is... He, he loves me. I, I can't do that to Him. It's a real thing, guys. It's a real thing. We can really get to that level. I'm not just saying it. It's, it's really... It's really a real, it's a, it's a reality that we're just neglecting every day. You know, in, in, like I'll, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like, and I think I'm taking the words of Rabbi Yaakov Mizrahi. So give him the schut. It's like, if I came to you right now in your adult self, however old you are, I'm guessing the majority, I think the majority of my listeners are teenagers to young adults to maybe 30s max. If you're even 60, if, if, if I came to you right now, and I gave you the umbilical cord that you had that fed you when you were in your mother's womb. You would probably hit it out of my face, no? You'd probably be like, that's disgusting. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> you know, like straight up. But when you were in your mother's umbilical, when, when you were in your mother's uh, womb in her stomach, that was the most delicious thing ever. You lived off that cord. It gave you all your nutrients. It gave you everything that helped you to grow. That, the, so like the one thing that that was the most delicious thing to you ever, now it became disgusting. So, Rabbi Miz says that, if I came to you in Olam Abba, when you're going to be in Olam Abba, Bezrat Hashem, Amen! When you're going to be there and I come to you with all the temptations and the desires of this world, you're going to you're gonna hit it out of my... You're going to be like, ugh, it's disgusting. Oh, the cars, that's what I ran after. The girls, ugh, the, the, the drugs, ugh. All this, all this temporary satisfaction. This is what I was running after. When I look at Allah Abba, look at how beautiful it is, and the real and the truth is, you can even get to that level on this world too. Like if if you really, really, if you've ever tasted a religious lifestyle, you know, and and I ask you when you go back to it, or if you're in it, to go back to the other side of things, you're gonna be like, no, there's no chance I would ever want to be a part of that. That's that's just niche. It's like it's gross. It's not. It's not it. It's not. It's not happiness. It's not real. It's 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 just it's not it. It's really not it. So 
that's why we have to understand that if there's a problem with your emotions, if there's a problem with how you feel, you need to really educate yourself more and to understand who Hashem is. Obviously, if you spend the rest of your life learning about who Hashem is, you'll never really be able to understand a, a percentage of what it is. But when you start to learn, Hashem will give you an extra to be able to assist you into, into understanding who He really is. And when a person can understand a little bit of that, Hashem has, you know, he has 13 attributes, character traits that make him, you know, all the more so amazing. And you start to really emulate your life with those traits. You can start to really understand the greatness of Hashem and how much we hurt Hashem, which is reality. One of one of Hashem's thirteen attributes is Givura. When a person sins, Hashem has to have Givura to overcome that, to overcome that betrayal, and to say, "I forgive you." And I'm gonna still giving you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep giving you blessing. That that's that's givura of Hashem. It's the ultimate. It's like it's like the wife who forgives her husband that cheats on her. That's givura to, to, to really be brave and to forgive a person. It's the hardest thing to do. The hardest thing to do. I'm telling you, try to go back and to forgive people that hurt you in your life, whether it may be, you know, for most people is their parents to forgive them or to forgive. Uh, an old friend or an ex or whoever try and really sit down with yourself and to forgive someone that hurt you to really really forgive them no animosity etc no you don't even need to talk to them just forgive them in your heart let that let that resentment go let that pain go and only when you forgive a person you're going to be able to love them again that's how that's how i think they that's how i think they fix you know failed marriages 20 years later by just trying to forgive the person for everything that they did to you and to try and to understand that this person had it just as hard. This person also struggled. This person did not have it any easier than you. Forgiving someone is the ultimate sign of humility because it's, 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 it's killing your ego and your ego is telling you, look at what they did to you. And it's putting that aside and it's being compassionate and it's emulating Hashem and emulating Givura and, and, and being able to forgive someone for how they made you feel, it's a very, very powerful thing. And I really recommend everyone to try and do that. Because before we want to get into spiritual growth, before we want to get into any sort of healthy growth and positivity, we need to let go of the past. We need to let go of the past, forgive the people in our past, and most importantly of all, forgive ourselves. Forgive, forgive ourselves not living up to our own expectations and to having compassion for ourselves that we ultimately made mistakes we weren't perfect we had shortcomings we did fall we were not always the best you have to forgive yourself and to and to look at yourself in almost a third person perspective and to say you know what if my friend came to me with my own problem i would be understanding of it i would have compassion for him or and that's it that's really it that is the key i think today's podcast was a phenomenal one Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. I really bless you all with the space in your heart to forgive. And I bless that you could align your heart with Hashem's will and with, with what Hashem wants. And Bezat Hashem, we shall all receive our Yeshuot and all our salvations. From my bracha to Hashem's uh, ears, you know. And I really hope that 
not only will we receive it, but we'll give Hashem a reason to give it to us by finally aligning ourselves with what He wants. Have a great day.